The Hear Me Project is an initiative of Carnegie Mellon University's Create Lab. The website for the Create Lab is www.cmucreatelab.org. And the website for Hear Me is www.hear-me.net. Hear Me is a conduit. Hear Me is... Hear Me is a conduit for students to contribute their voices to meaningful conversations and raise awareness around youth issues. We amplify their voices using media and technology to create a world where they are heard, acknowledged, and understood, giving them the power to inspire social change. Hear Me is an initiative of the Create Lab at Carnegie Mellon University. Welcome to the Hear Me Podcast. This month's podcast is part one of two on our fair funding campaign. Uh, So make sure you subscribe to this podcast so you'll be alerted when part two is released next month. And if this is your first time tuning in, I really suggest going back and listening to our first podcast if you're not familiar with Hear Me. And make sure to check out last month's podcast on youth police relations. But to dive right in, in the United States, the state with the biggest spending gap between poor schools and rich schools is Pennsylvania. According to the Washington Post, poor districts in Pennsylvania spend 33% less per student than wealthy districts. Poor Pennsylvania schools are spending approximately 9,300 per student, while wealthy districts are spending about 3,000 more than that per student. That roughly equates to 12,500 per student for the wealthier districts. Pennsylvania's new governor, Tom Wolf, ran for office on the promise that he would work to restore the millions of dollars that were cut from public education. Lawmakers are also looking at ways to ensure that funding to schools is more equitable. So clearly there's a lot that needs to happen in Harrisburg to ensure that our students are receiving the education that they deserve. But as we talk about these policies and budgets and numbers, it's easy to forget that these decisions are directly impacting our students. So through a partnership with the Education Law Center, Hear Me was able to visit students across Pennsylvania and ask them how they were impacted directly by public education funding. We wanted to learn how these cuts affect their classes, their teachers, and most importantly, their learning. Now, since understanding education funding is difficult for people of all ages, we were specifically asking students to talk about funding by evaluating the resources available to them at their school. Resources included things like books, computers, papers, pencils, but it didn't just include these hard materials. We also asked questions such as, do you have classes that vary in difficulty? Do you have proper electives in your school? We also included questions about staff at the school, and we counted this as a resource. So questions such as, does your school have enough teachers? What about a school nurse? Do you have a guidance counselor? Other resources students were asked about were tutoring opportunities and the quality of their school environment as a whole. We traveled throughout Allegheny County and over to Philadelphia to interview students about their access to resources and the quality of these resources. From these interviews, we learned that access to resources definitely not equal across the board. But students at all schools did agree, almost unanimously, that they could benefit from more funding for resources. We asked students to talk about resources that they do and don't have at their school. 
And the number one response was the need for more or better quality materials. These are things like books, pencils, and computers, those hard materials that I was talking about earlier. Hi, my name's Devontae. I'm 16 and I'm from a keysport. I mean, they could, they could upgrade on technology. They're getting there somewhat because the, some teachers are getting new laptops and stuff because the old ones are like, they be crashing sometimes. They don't work because of network, internet, all that stuff. They need better, like, computers so we can, like, when we got to do work on there, it'll be easier for us. Because if the computer crashes, then, and especially the grades and stuff, how they got it set up on iPads on the computer, when you do all that, if the if the computer crashes, then how, you, how are we going to do our grades? Because if you have better technology, it's going to be easier to learn. Because if you don't really have technology, you're not really going to get the jiffy of it. My name is Kelsey, I'm 13, and I go to Shaler. We have really, really bad laptops. Well, we have the ThinkPads, and the ThinkPads are terrible. Half the time they don't work, there's multiple keys missing on some, on a lot of them, and they don't hold the battery. They'll be charging all night, and then you pull it out, and then it won't hold their battery. But we don't have the ones that have the touchpad. It has a little circle thing, and you have to move it around with that, and that gets really annoying. There's these programs where you can animate to do a book report or something, and it's really hard to do that with the circle thing. I know in this room we have four laptops from the high school, but that's all I know of. My name is Taylin. I'm 13 years old, and I'm currently enrolled in Anna Lane Lingobach Elementary School. Well, we definitely need, like, more stuff, not just in, like, like school books and stuff, but more supplies because we don't really have that many applies that could really, like, enhance our work more pencils and pens just like that something that can really help us and we can like look forward to so that we can finish our, our work instead of just not doing it at all so we can have if I don't have a pencil then I'm not able to complete the work because most of our work has to be done in pencil that will really affect me I'm a leak I'm 14, I go to Anna Lane, Lingleman. We need more computers. Like, we have to go to other classrooms to get computers. If we don't have a, like, if I have a lot, some of our computers don't work. We do need them for schoolwork, homework, uh, projects. And we had, and if other classes don't have them, I guess we just gotta share. Well, we do need, like, better books. Our books are, like, messed up, written, like, people writing them, like, put stuff in them, mess them up just need newer, updated books. It would help you, say if a teacher says, find this page, and like the page is ripped out, they ripped all the pages out, pages that you need to look up for, look for. You go to other, you have to go to another class to get the book that you need. Yeah, so it'll help us not to do that, so we can just have our own. Because it helps us get better in school. I mean, it can help us pass, make, it could possibly make us better, um, giving us more of what we need, not like what we want, but get what we need, we could use that for our education, for a better one. In that story, Malik talks about the need for quality textbooks in his school. But what about when a school doesn't even have enough textbooks? My name is Rania. I'm 15. My previous school was Woodland Hills, and I live in Homestead. And then if we have more books, we can get more work done at home, in school, anywhere. So... My freshman year at Woodland Hills, 
I had a class, I had civics class, and we couldn't have we couldn't have the books. We had to keep them in class. We couldn't even write our names inside of them because she said there was not enough books for us to take home and do our homework. So we had to keep the books there because there was only about like thirty, and there's not a lot. And there's like a lot of students for us to not have books because if we don't have books, we can't do our work outside of school. So that's why I feel like, because I, I, I asked her, I said, why don't we have books? She's like, because there's not enough for you guys to have and take home and keep home. You have to, there has to be a set here for the class to use. So I think that they should make, they should invest more money in books to keep, to keep a set in class and for students to take home. My name is Kenyatta. I am 13 years old and I go to Anna Lane Lingo Bop. Um, I think we need more supplies like more books so we can take them home and use them so if we um, are missing, missing a lesson in our book we can just take the book home and just be able to teach ourselves on it. We have books but we can't take them home because it's not as many. It's only enough for like one class but we need to use them for other classes because we have two a third classes and we, uh, we need the enough books that we need for both classes. We stress about who has a... My name is Devin and I'm 13. I go to McKeesport uh, Area School District. Sometimes there's not enough books in classes for everyone, so sometimes you have to share books or if the books are in the best best condition or just there's a lot of writing because you can't get new ones, you have to stick with the same ones and some people just have no respect and just write all on them. If we had new books or enough books to where we would be able to take them home and study on them or at least be able to take them out of the classroom because the ones that we have now we're not allowed to take them out so if we have we have like a big test to do on like a section we'd have to read it in class and only be able to do it in class because you're not allowed to take them out of the classroom or the school. Some of the students brought up concerns about the quality of their school building as well when asked about resources. Students spend at least seven hours a day at school, so the look and quality of their building really matters to them. Uh, my name is Dennis, and I'm 17. I go to Steel Valley High School, and I'm a junior. I think it's outdated, definitely, but it, it is an old school. I think it's outdated because we don't have windows, first off. Our windows don't open, and if they do, they only crack about yay big. It kind of makes it feel like you're in a prison when you walk in the front, all concrete, you got to check in, got a bag check, you have a metal detectors, stuff like that. It makes you feel like you're just they're setting you up for failure already. Just get making you getting used to doing it like we're going to all go to jail eventually, but we're obviously not. But if we change something with that, made the school look a little bit more modern, maybe the appeal of it and the care that the students have will probably go up. I'm Serena and I'm 16. Still Valley High School. Hall, PA. They need to do something with the bathrooms because that's just, we got sinks that don't even work. So now our hygiene is low because there's no running water. And who knows what people do? Like, I don't want you touching me. Now germs are spreading because it makes me mad. I don't even use the bathroom. And like, they're disgusting. Like, there's toilets that don't work, sinks that don't work. There's not never soap in the dispensers. Like, I just walk around with hand sanitizer all day. And we got raggedy book. Like, I have this one book for science. It was, I swear it says, like, 1968. How am I supposed to do a report about that? This is why we're ranked 451. My name is Joel. 
I'm 17 years old and I attend Central High School. I live in Philadelphia. There's certain things that we don't get to have because the uh, school district doesn't fund us with enough money. There used to be hand sanitizers in every room. After my freshman year, there was like no hand sanitizer. Also, custodial staff was cut down to like one or two to actually clean up the whole school, and our school is pretty big. Hygiene, you don't really factor it into education that much, but if you have hygiene in a clean school, it's another factor to motivate students to actually be in school and actually want to go to school and keep them into school. My name is Tyler. I am 16 years old, and I go to South Philadelphia High School. At my school, like for both schools I've been to so far, at Bach, they told us not to drink from the water fountains because they had like lead contamination or something. And the same thing happened at Southern. So it's like when we went to school, like they tell us, oh, don't drink from the water fountains. It's not safe to drink from. So I've never drunk from the water fountains at the school. So it was, I just feel as though like they should like spend more time on fixing the schools, like fountain water fountains, make sure they're safe for kids to drink. You know, I just think a well-rounded building in general would just help kids go to class more and succeed. Like teachers, the water fountains, the lunches, everything. Like everything has a little part to do with like why students don't go to class. I think. My name is Taylor. I'm 13 years old, and I'm currently enrolled in Anna Lane Lingobach Elementary School. Well, you are able to learn here. But it's just like your surroundings can just can sort of like distract you from it because we were taking the benchmark test and the heaters wasn't working and then it then like re- repeatedly there were really like a loud bangs like a lot and we wasn't really concentrating on the test that has affected us and we got low scores because of that because we couldn't focus on the test because of the, the heaters and we were very cold. In addition to the tools students need to be successful, students shared stories about what they want learning to be like in their school. Funding directly impacts the variety of classes offered, both in difficulty and variety, and the availability of extracurricular activities. For one student, not having enough math classes at her school makes her feel like she's being held back academically. My name is Dania. I'm 16, and I go to South Philadelphia High School. It won't be like all these kids you condensed into this one class where you are all on different levels. So in my pre-calc class, now last year I had Algebra 2, and my teacher was out half the year. So I didn't learn half of the things I was supposed to learn last year. Whereas I'm like a really big math fan and I like to learn it so I don't have a problem with being in pre-calc. Whereas like people that are that have been in a class with me last year, like or people who had class last year and they didn't have a teacher, they're still in this pre-calc class and they don't know what it what's going on. So like to this day we haven't even got to any pre calc work because we've been doing algebra too because we didn't learn it last year. Where people are still trying to take the A P exam when it's you ain't learning you didn't learn anything about pre calc. Van talks about the impact of these budget cuts on students for whom English is not their first language. Since these classes and resources are limited when the school budgets are so tight. My first name is Van. I'm 18, and I go to Academy at Palumbo High School. I live in Philadelphia. A lot of our ESL students, a lot of our special ed students, especially with the lack of resources, they are the ones who are struggling the most. I feel like not enough conversation 
are being told about them and how it has been affecting them. I'm from an organization called Asian American United, so we interview 110 immigrant students and how the case exam affect them. But I feel I feel like not enough conversation of being is out there talking about these specific group of students. How is it being affecting them? Like if they go take a test, they don't have dictionary. They don't have these resources. How are they going to learn English? And like people expect them to learn English like this. But if I put you in another country for four months, are you really going to pass the test? Are you really going to sit in the class and understand what the teacher is even talking about? Or like they just going to laugh at you when you speak with an accent. It's not only affecting students, but the student that need the most that are being impacted really negatively about this situation. I, I hope people start to think about these situations, start, and like people in power, think about your privilege. You have a meeting, you say this is gonna happen, and it's affect the whole city, a whole state, and our life. It's, it's not just numbers that are coming to you, it's not just we out there marching or like, no, it's, it's life, it's, it's real here. The next three young men shared stories about the role elective classes play in engaging students. As they pointed out, sometimes it's these electives that keep students from dropping out of school. Uh, my name is Jay. I'm 19 and I graduated class of 2014 Youth Bill Philadelphia Charter School. We really just need to give our teens like more interest in coming back into school. And that's, that's where the funding coming at because there is no like that many sports or art classes or like anything that somebody want to do from the heart and they just tell us like open a book and learn open a book and learn open a book and learn but like you need some type of vocational outlet like some somewhere where you could be like okay i don't want to go to school today but i'm happy because i got gym class and some schools don't even have gym anymore so you give them a reason to come to school more than it, it won't happen my name is jared i'm 17 years old and i go to south philadelphia high school i feel like we would have more motivated students and students that would enjoy coming and doing like programs like we lack music programs we lack in art materials for our program like dance programs like these are things that students want in their schools and that are just not available to them and like it just shuts them out and it pushes them away and it's like students don't care because there's nothing that they want for them here. So what's the point of being here if there's nothing for them that they want? My name is Joel. I'm 17 years old and I attend Central High School. I live in Philadelphia. Some people actually just like to go to school just to study, but adding the extracurricular activities like actually broadens a person's character. And I believe that's very important for your future and whatever you want to do in life. I love to run and race. If there's a day I really don't want to go to school, I just put it in the back of my mind, like, oh, I got track practice today, or I got a track, uh, a race today, I, I want to go. Clubs and sports teams, like, they actually give people a sense of belonging to something. Some people's families are really messed up, and then they have something like school or clubs to actually make them feel better. Jay, Jerry, and Joel make an important point about their stories. Fair funding does more than just buy books, although we know from students earlier why these books are important. But enough school funding helps keep students in school. 
it can be difficult to see all the ways the lack of funding impacts a student. This can be especially hard for students to see, since they are standing in the middle of the trees making it hard to see the entire forest. To talk about the intersectionality of these repercussions as they relate to the lack of school funding, we're inviting Cheryl Kleiman, staff attorney at the Education Law Center and advocate for students to help us see the forest. And uh, hello, Cheryl, and welcome to the podcast. Just to begin, can you tell me what you do for the ELC? I work to ensure that the rights of our most vulnerable and often most costly students, students in poverty, children of color, children with disabilities, English language learners, children who are homeless or in foster care, and LGBTQ students are represented. Okay, um, next, what impact do you see education funding having on students directly? So first, I want to say money matters in education. This is so clear when you begin to think about it. Imagine what a good school looks like. Imagine engaged teachers, a broad curriculum, in-depth lesson plans, and active learning. Picture small classrooms and bright hallways. These things cost money. For example, smaller class sizes produce better results. They also cost more, but dollars spent making a more intimate learning setting are effective in improving outcomes, especially for students in poverty and students of color. For the past four years, too many of our schools have not been able to provide even basic resources students need to succeed. Budget cuts and a lack of predictable or adequate funding have led to our schools being stretched really stretched. Schools are losing staff, teachers, counselors, nurses, and aides. This directly impacts students, especially the students that need these critical supports the most. Pennsylvania's school funding system is somewhat of a perfect storm. We have very little money coming from the state to pay for education, which places a heavy burden on local taxpayers and the local communities, and then we have no fair way to distribute the funding that we do get. This is problematic for all students in schools, but it's especially problematic for certain schools that are struggling more than others. Too many of our urban and rural schools where there is less money than affluent communities aren't able to provide basic education services. Now, when we talk about school funding, many people agree with the general premise that huge variations in funding and spending from one school to another doesn't sound right, and that should change. Currently, some of Pennsylvania school districts spend nearly three times more per student than others. A fair, accurate, and transparent funding formula, one that takes into account different student characteristics such as poverty, English language proficiency, and disability, is designed to drive state funding to the neediest students and reduce the funding inequities. Most other states have recognized this and use a funding formula to distribute their education dollars. Pennsylvania is currently one of only three states that does not. One of only how many? Three states that does not. Wow. Uh, okay, then, so what, what is at stake then? if this very funding formula doesn't pan out. The cuts in education funding and the elimination of the funding formula have real devastating impacts on students' educational outcomes. 
The students you hear from on this podcast are not anomalies. They represent hundreds of thousands of students throughout the Commonwealth. Put simply, since 2011, students all across Pennsylvania have lacked the basic resources, supports, and services they need to succeed in the classroom. When we talk about the need for fair funding, we're not talking about a small adjustment here. A major course correction in Pennsylvania is needed. If students continue to be educated in underfunded schools, we are condemning generations of young people to not being engaged, active, and contributing citizens. We represent hundreds of families impacted by school funding each year. For example, we worked with Tanya, a parent who has two children in public school. Her son, Brandon, is a third grader who is struggling with reading. The school used to have tutoring and after-school programs to help struggling students like Brandon, but funding cuts have meant a reduction and in some cases an elimination of these tutoring and after-school programs. Making the problem even worse, Brandon's classroom does not have reading materials appropriate for his level, and he ends up bringing his own books from home. As you can imagine, struggling with reading makes the rest of school that much harder and can be deeply discouraging for our youngest students. What helped Brandon was art instruction, a subject he enjoyed and excelled at. Now, however, funding cuts have reduced Brandon's art classes and his grades have begun to falter. Next time on part two, we talk about the other biggest resources students say they need more of, adults. And I'm, for me to be a senior, I really need the counselor. And they just fired all these counselors that they need. That's next time on the Hear Me Podcast.